Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we're going to recap the Eagles' 21-20 win in Cleveland, Ohio against the Browns in week two of the preseason. Stock up, stock down. Coming up next. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Monday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds and at DiBiaseLoE. You can find the podcast Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms, available in video form as well on YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning into today's show, and thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. The Eagles win it 21-20. to on Sunday, preseason week two against the Cleveland Browns. This is the post-game show, and it's going to be a stock-up, stock-down edition of the post-game show. A lot of good that came out of this game. I know the starters did not play. Jalen Hurts was resting. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, the entire offensive line, pretty much every defensive starter as well. I mean, Jordan Davis was in there. But outside of that, every linebacker, corner, safety, you know, Marcus Epps wasn't playing, Anthony Harris, the entire first team was resting. And head coach Nick Sirianni said that he was very pleased with what he got out of the first team starters on Thursday and Friday with the joint practices with the Cleveland Browns. And I really like this balance that's been going on with the Eagles and the entire NFL where the joint practices are more for the starters. And then these second and third teamers, they get an entire game for three straight weeks, three entire games to earn their spot on the 53-man roster, which is huge considering practices now are shorter. There's less tackling, 11-on-11s, less physical contact. So I thought this game, although some of the non-diehards probably turned it off, halfway through the first or second quarter, if you're very into the second and third team of this roster for the birds, there was a lot to take away. A lot of good, some bad. We've got you covered right here on Lockdown Eagles. Stock up, stock down coming up next. 21 to 20, the Eagles take it over the Browns. And as we always like to do on the show, we like to start things off on a positive note. So let's start with stock up. And I got to start with the offensive line. The second team offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles might be just as good as some starting offensive lines. To see, I mean, the first run from Boston Scott, it's a pull to the right side. You've got Cam Jurgens, the rookie second round center, and Sua Opeta, a young right guard, pulling to the right side. Cam Jurgens pulls off a filthy pancake block. The way he was moving today down the field in pass protection as well. Andre Dillard looked like a mauler. The best run blocking performance I've seen of Dillard's entire career. Pass pro, nobody could get to Gardner Minshew. I think this offensive line that I saw today might be better than the Chicago Bears offensive line. And I said on Friday's show, I wanted to see guys like Dillard put on a show for the NFL because maybe a team will come calling and say, hey, Philadelphia, we're trying to save our young quarterback. We'll give you a second round pick. If a team was going to do that, it would be after this week. Dillard was extremely impressive. So too was Cam Jurgens, Sua Opeta, Jack Driscoll, the second team offensive line. To see the depth this team, it's not surprising because of how much the Eagles invest in the offensive line. 
but it's still miraculous that they have this kind of luxury at such an important part of a championship puzzle. Andre Dillard especially, though. I'll tell you what, it was a perfect audition for a team that needs a starting left tackle either in 2022 or 2023. But as I said on the initial takeaways video at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, unless a team offers the Eagles a first or second round pick, they are not trading Andre Dillard. They want to have the best backup left tackle in football. They want to have that luxury of offensive line depth while also getting a compensatory pick next year when Dillard inevitably does sign a nice, sizable contract to be another team's starter at the left tackle spot. He was really good today. Cam Jurgens as well, Opeta, Driscoll, everybody was really good up front. And it allowed for the running backs to really impress too. Stock up for Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. I said on the show too on Friday, what did I want to see? Things I was looking for in this game. I wanted Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott to make sure the Eagles did not go out there and feel the need to invest draft picks, another contract, and another running back. Miles Sanders already making them feel maybe a little uneasy with another hamstring injury. I know right now the report is they're just being precautionary. Sanders, they think, is going to be good for week one. Not overly concerned with the injury, but we know Miles Sanders' injury history. We know his issues with soft tissue injuries. Kenneth Gainwell has been struggling so far this summer. Did not have a great camp on Friday practice against the Browns. He got pulled in a red zone drill for two mental errors on three plays. Nick Sirianni was not happy with Gainwell. Boston Scott is Boston Scott. Steady Eddie, but considering how much this team invested or relied on the run game last year, there were some people that were talking now about Kareem Hunt or bringing back Jordan Howard. Or I heard rumors about Alexander Madison from Minnesota. Well, after seeing the offensive line put on a clinic today, Knowing Jalen Hurts is one of the best running quarterbacks in football, knowing you're still going to get, at worst, like last year, 12 to 13 games of Miles Sanders being very good, and seeing the way Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott ran today, if I'm the Eagles, they're totally fine at running back. I am not trying to bring in anybody unless it's a very cheap contract like a Jordan Howard. Kenneth Gainwell today ran very hard. Great to see him bounce back from that rough practice on Friday. 11 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown average 4.2 yards per carry. And Boston Scott Gainwell had that rushing touchdown, the second touchdown. But the first drive, the Eagles marched all the way down the field on the back of Boston Scott, who also scored a touchdown in the red zone. Scott, you know, 10 carries for 33 yards, only 3.3 yards per carry. But it was nice to see him rip off those first two runs that led to first downs. So the way Boston Scott was running today, Kenneth Gainwell. I know they're not the big physical body of a, you know, Jordan Howard, Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, and they're more receiving backs, you know, guys that spell an RB1. They're not lead workhorse runners, but they're way more physical and way more complete as overall running backs than some people I think do give them credit for. It was really nice to see Gainwell and Scott, I feel like, solidify this top three and make the Eagles feel a little less uneasy about this position. Knowing again with the offensive line, with Hertz, with Sanders, Gainwell and Scott today, the Eagles are fine at running back. I wouldn't invest anything unless it was bringing back Jordan Howard. Even that, not feeling the total need to, you know, I'm not dying to bring back Jordan Howard. So stock up to Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Also stock up 
to some young receivers. How about Deion Kane and Devin Allen? These guys were extremely impressive. Deion Kane led the Eagles in receiving today on the day. Five catches for 66 yards, and Kane made three really impressive sideline grabs, two back shoulder throws back-to-back from Reed Sinnott. Kane made two great catches back-to-back for first downs. He's been doing that all summer. Look, I know Jalen Rager is a first-round pick, and you don't want to cut him for $8 million eating that on the cap, but I would take anything for him at this point because Deion Kane, Britton Covey, Devin Allen today as well, the 55-yard touchdown. It was awesome to see the track star make a deep play down the field. These guys are making plays that Jalen Rager has never made, not only in the regular season, but in the preseason either. Jalen Rager today didn't do anything. So I I don't want to waste a roster spot on Rager just because of his draft status. Learn from what you did with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was taking up a roster spot for three years just because you didn't want to call a spade a spade and admit that that was a bust of a pick. Deion Kane is a better wide receiver. I saw more live in person today at that game from Deion Kane than I've seen from Jalen Rager in two and a half years now. Rager, there was another play where, you know, he could have made a tough grab like Kane made three times. And Rager just, he, it was a tough throw from Gardner Minshew. It was a play coming back down the right sidelines. Rager did not come back to the ball enough, I don't think. He dove for it. It was in his hands, super tough. The ball was, it was a horrible throw by Minshew. Total noodle arm on that attempt. But you're a first-round pick. Make a play. Make a tough play. Deion Kane was doing it today. Devin Allen hasn't played football in six years. And he was doing it too. So, you know, overall, stock up to Deion Kane and Devin Allen. Devin Allen, I don't think is going to make the Eagles 53-man roster. Maybe you can stash him away on the practice squad, but you know, making that play today was big if another NFL team wants to bet on that speed. So I think right now you're looking at, there's four receiver locks for the Eagles. It's Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, right? And there's two more spots. I feel like Jalen Rager is probably going to get one if he's not traded, but I want him to be traded and have those final two spots be Deion Kane and Britton Covey. Kane was very impressive today. Again, five receptions for 66 yards, three great sideline plays, two back shoulder. The highlights were really impressive of those guys. So stock up to them. Also, stock up to quarterback Reed Sinnott. Sinnott was the quarterback on the 55-yard touchdown throw to Devin Allen. I thought he made some really accurate throws over the middle, some great touch passes to Deion Kane on the right sideline a couple really great escapes. I thought the mobility he was showing off today. Senate is, look, they're not going to consider Carson Strong to be the third quarterback. He's not making the 53-man roster. Reed Senate, I would bet, probably doesn't make it either. I don't think he's good enough to warrant keeping him over, let's say, another cornerback or another safety or a special teams ace. But Senate would be a nice development project on the practice squad. He's got some interesting traits. I think he's got a pretty good arm, good touch, mobility for a kid that tall. He really did impress me today. I thought he made a number of nice throws in the second half. So overall, stock up to Reed Senate, who definitely has jumped Carson Strong as that third quarterback. And then stock up, too, on the defensive side of the football you know, Jaquaski Tart and Kavon Wallace made me feel a lot better today about the safety depth. I still think the Eagles are one of the least talented safety groups in the entire NFL, if not the least talented when it comes to their starting duo of Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps, when it comes to the depth as well. But 
Joukowsky Tart was playing all the way deep into the fourth quarter, and you could clearly tell he did not belong out there. This is a seven-year starter and one of the best defenses in the NFL, and Tart did look like that today. A number of really nice hits. He was really strong in coverage. Kavon Wallace, too, was flying all over the field today. Some of the hits he was making on the sideline, in the middle of the field, coming downhill, the explosiveness he showed, that was the first time in a while, maybe ever in Philadelphia, that I saw the Clemson version of Kavon Wallace that made me put him on my My Guy team back in 2020. That was the first time I saw that version of Wallace in Philadelphia was today against Cleveland. Ruben Frank of NBC Philly also said the other day that Wallace has been their best safety over the last few weeks. That's what we wanted to see. That's what we wanted to hear was that Wallace was going to heat up and, you know, I don't know, maybe give the Eagles a reason to not play Anthony Harris or not need Jaquaski Tart. But it was good to see Tart shine today and prove that he does not belong on the Eagles' third team. And it was great to see Kavon Wallace shine and show off you know, some of that upside for sure. So a lot of stock ups. I think I was really impressed with Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, the second team offensive line, wide receiver Deion Kane, the safeties, Joukowsky Tart, and Kavon Wallace. Overall, a really impressive day uh, for the Eagles offense as a whole. You know, the safeties were good, but the defense did struggle more. And we will get into that coming up next as we continue to recap the Eagles 21 to 20 win against the Cleveland Browns week two of the preseason. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Bet Online, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I made some money today on Bet Online because I picked the Eagles money line. They took care of business against Cleveland. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports, events, and more at the number one online source. For odds, lines, and games, find reviews and news for every league, including the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf, you name it. It's all available at BetOnline. They're your top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, They've got you covered. Head over to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening because BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Monday edition of Locked On Eagles. We thank you so much for making LOE your first listen each and every day. It's Fantasy Draft Week, by the way, on the Locked On Podcast Network. However you play, experts from Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty will bring you daily positional top 10 lists to get you ready for the season. Find Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty Football on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We are recapping the Eagles 21 to 20 win over the Cleveland Browns on Locked On Eagles. Stock up starting with Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Cam Jurgens, and Andre Dillard up front on the offensive line. Deion Kane shine today at wide receiver. I love what I saw from Reed Sennett at quarterback. Jaquaski Tartan, Kavon Wallace at safety. Got to throw the Olympian in there, too. Devin Allen had the play of the game with that 55-yard touchdown. How about, to the hurdling celebration? That was really awesome. It was a great day for the offense as a whole, second and third team. When it comes to the defense, though, it was pretty sloppy. A lot of missed tackling, a lot of over-pursuing, bad coverage, and I got to start with my boy, stock down to linebacker Davian Taylor. Davian Taylor today kind of looked like a deer caught in the headlights. I feel like Taylor's made a lot of progress the last year when it comes to processing of the game, X's and O's. He was so new to the sport of football 
coming out of Colorado, right? He didn't play until what the end of high school for a year and then went to Colorado. He has all the physical attributes that made the Eagles want to invest in him in the third round. And he's made that progress. I feel like over the year, but it still looks like he has a long way to go. He was just over pursuing everything today, missing a lot of tackles, just was not in the right position as opposed to Nicobe Dean, Dean and Taylor, there was a clear difference there when it comes to processing of the game. You know, the mental part of this is Taylor a better talent than Dean when it comes to physical abilities. I would say so probably, but Dean looks like the veteran already over Taylor. Taylor did look like the rookie today. Taylor's had a good camp though, for sure. He's had a lot of first team reps. He's going to have a role this year. They're going to want to use his explosiveness in that rotation with those four linebackers. But at the same time, I think after today, he's clearly behind, especially with Dean having back-to-back strong weeks in camp and in the preseason. Dean made some plays against Cleveland in the joint practices this week as well. I think it's clear that Taylor is behind Dean, TJ Edwards, and Kazir White. So I would definitely say stock down for Davian Taylor. And you know, I mentioned it earlier, stock down for wide receiver Jalen Rager. I'm just getting really frustrated at the lack of an impact he can even make in the preseason. You know, last year, at least he was dominating training camp. You're not even getting that from Rager this year when you need it because you're trying to get a draft pick for him. At this point, it's kind of, you know, I'm in the same boat with Rager as I was with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I just don't want him taking up a roster spot. He's not worth it. He's, he's not good enough on offense. I already think Deion Kane's a better receiver. I would rather have Britton Covey in the return game. The, the effort with Rager still does not seem there. He's stiff. He doesn't make guys miss. He just doesn't look like, not only does he not look like a first round talent, Jalen Rager doesn't look like he belongs on this roster. So if, if a Baltimore Ravens or a Chicago Bears come calling, I don't know, a Kansas City Chiefs, anybody that has maybe suspect wide receiver depth, get what you can. Get what you can get from Rager. You know, today he made a couple plays. He had a couple receptions, but just overall, he should be dominating. You know, that's the thing like with Jaquaski Tart, for instance, at safety. You could tell, yeah, was he on the third team? It was a bad look for Tart today. Sure, he's a seven-year starter on the 49ers defense that was in the NFC title last year, and they were the reason. It's a bad look. But then when you see Tart out there, you're like, oh, okay. It doesn't have to do with ability or talent or proven status. Tart clearly looks like the best player on the field. Jalen, like you can tell he's a, a long-term starter. You could not tell if you did not know Jalen Rager, who he was, and you just said, who's that guy? You wouldn't think he's a first-round talent compared to the other players. You would actually probably say, hey, in this wide receiver core, there's an undrafted player, there's a first-round pick, and there's like a fifth-round pick. I would never guess Rager is the first-round pick. So I'm just at the point now where I don't really want to waste a roster spot on him. I think he needs a change of scenery, and I think the Eagles need to prioritize keeping these younger guys like Kane, like Covey, giving Devin Allen a chance, somebody to earn that spot because Rager's not earning it outside of his draft status. How about stock down again too to Derek Barnett? Derek Barnett didn't play today, but Andre Dillard was interviewed by a lot of media members after the game, of course, because he was so good today at left tackle. And they were talking about Dillard's practice earlier this week when he got into two fights, one with Derek Barnett and one with Patrick Johnson. Dillard ended up getting kicked out of practice. It was right after he had recovered from his concussion. And they asked him, they finally got a chance to ask Dillard, you know, what was that all about? The fights with Barnett and Johnson. What made you get into two scuffles back to back in one practice? And Dillard mentioned how he was just coming off the concussion and Derek Barnett kept headbutting him. 
He asked Barnett to cut it out, and Barnett would not, so Dillard said he fought him. I'm on Team Andre Dillard here in this instance. Derek Barnett, it's always him. Derek Barnett, I get why teams like the Eagles like his motor, especially for a fourth defensive end. It makes a lot more sense now why you'd want him on a, on a team as a role player. But for me, he is more of a liability than an asset for this football team. I would rather keep, and I think they're going to keep Taron Jackson and Patrick Johnson anyway on the 53-man roster, but I would rather not waste a roster spot in Derek Barnett. When you have Hassan Riddick now, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Taron Jackson, Teron Johnson, I switched their names, Patrick Johnson and Taron Jackson, excuse me, you have all the interior defensive line help. Why have a guy in Derek Barnett who, yeah, he's high effort, but there's a difference between a high motor and also bad discipline and not knowing when to stop either. And he's kind of a dirty player. I don't even know if kind of should be thrown in there. Let's be honest. Derek Barnett, high motor, but he's a dirty player too. And he kept going after Andre Dillard's head, his own teammate. I mean, he has more penalties in his career than career sacks. I just, I know Gino said stock down to Barnett last week too. The guy can't really catch a break and he's not even playing in these games. And, you know, reports are he's had a good summer with training camp, but I mean, hearing Andre Dillard talk about that just got me going crazy again about Barnett and the liability that he is because he's not just doing that in practice in the heat of training camp. You always see teammates fighting and pulling this kind of stuff, but we've seen Barnett for five years now do this in the regular season, and he's not changing who he is. It's always him, like Nick Sirianni said last year, and he's just doubling down. He's still the same guy as we're hearing from his teammates. So stock down to Derek Barnett again, too. I know he's going to make the roster. I just, I don't want him on the team anymore. Simply put, he is a bigger liability than an asset, and I don't think it's close. They don't need him. Let's keep it going here with stock down. Stock down to Carson Strong. As I said, stock up to Reed Senate. I thought he had a great day today at quarterback for the Eagles. By the way, so did Gardner Minshew. It was good to see him bounce back. He was very sharp, very accurate, very efficient today. And that's good because... He's had a rough summer so far. So it's good to know that when the games start, though, Minshew's looked pretty solid the last two weeks. Carson Strong, I was you guys know on the show, I mean, Gino loved this kid coming out of Nevada. I loved his arm talent. I saw him in the Senior Bowl, was impressed down there. I thought when the Eagles signed him undrafted, they were going to develop him. He has all the arm talent in the world. I wanted to see how he would do in training camp in the preseason, showing off that potential. But he's been in the doghouse. He clearly has not impressed the Eagles because – he finally got his first preseason action today with three minutes to go in the game. And he was handing off, as you can see in the picture here for my YouTube viewers, he was only handing it off outside of one passing attempt to Deion Kane down the left sideline, and it was severely underthrown. Strong, I don't even think is going to command a practice squad spot at this point unless Senate gets picked up by another team. Strong is not making the 53, which is a surprise to me, maybe not to many right now, but in my initial 53-man roster projection about a month and a half ago before training camp started, it was right after OTAs, I had Strong making this team. But he got into the game for the first time today with three minutes to go when the game was already over, and they only let him throw the ball one time on third and long, and it was a horrible pass. So not looking good for the Nevada kid, Geno's boy Carson Strong. Can't imagine he does survive uh, through this next wave of cuts. So stock down to Davian Taylor. Jalen Rager, and Carson Strong as well. You know, the defense as a whole just looked 
pretty sloppy. A lot of missed tackles, over-pursuing, you know, not filling run fits in the right gap. The coverage wasn't great either. You know, I thought Kerry uh, Vincent did struggle. So did Tay Gawan. Uh, it, it just, it wasn't a great day outside of, I really liked what I saw from Kavan Walls and Jaquaski Tart. The defense was not great today. Patrick Johnson didn't do much. I was excited to see him on the edge. Didn't get to the quarterback a lot. He did get injured. So that was part of it. But, um, you know, Taron Jackson too, didn't do much. Uh, the defense, Jonathan Gannon, probably not happy with his unit's performance today compared to Nick Sirianni's offense. So stock down to those three uh, guys. We'll recap. We'll finish recapping the Eagles-Browns matchup. 21-20, the Eagles take it to get to 1-1 one one on the preseason. We'll finish things off coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. But first, another shout-out to one of our sponsors of the day, and it's the NHTSA Drive Sober or Get Pull Over. You're hanging out with some friends, right? You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think, you know, maybe calling a ride? Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway, right? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. No big deal, right? Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still does not stop everybody from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our road to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Eagles fans, we are wrapping up this Monday edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for making LOE your first listen each and every day. It's the postgame show. The Eagles take their second preseason game by a score of 21 to 20 to get to one and one. Uh, they take down the Browns. It was great to be in Cleveland, by the way. First time I had been to that stadium. Pretty nice stadium. That's six now. I got to do 26 more to complete the bucket list. I want to go to a game in every NFL stadium. I've been to Pittsburgh, Philly, Buffalo, Houston, uh, Charlotte, and now Cleveland. Uh, some fans though could not, I wasn't a fan of some of the Deshaun Watson apparel. I saw there's no shame in some fans. So I was glad to see the Eagles kind of take them down today. Uh, but overall a great day for the offense. I thought the defense did struggle. Hopefully they'll bounce back and it's the first team to not play. Remember, Keep that in mind. It's going to be a big test for the defense this week because the Eagles later on in the week head down to Miami for joint practices with the Dolphins. And while I don't respect Tua at all as a long-term franchise quarterback, I believe in Jalen Hurts even more than Tua. They have one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. And I can't wait to see Darius Slay and James Bradbury battle Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. That's going to be a big test for the secondary. You know, Mike Gusecki as well against Kazir White who looked great in these Brown joint practices on Thursday and Friday. Another couple interceptions. I don't know, maybe bet on Kazir White to lead the Eagles defense and turnovers. He has been a stud. I could see him, especially with the way Davian Taylor struggled today. And I, I think N'Kobe Dean eventually is going to replace TJ Edwards as the starting middle linebacker. But I'm telling you, I think, you know, Howie Roseman loves to do this every year where right before the season or in the middle of the season, he likes to sign a guy to a contract extension that's really been shining. Try to get a team-friendly deal before that guy can test the open market. Kazir White's on a one-year deal. The Eagles signed him in March, coming off a career year with LA. I could see White being the guy that definitely does get that next contract. So I'm excited to see White against Gusecki this week. 
Really excited to talk about some Hurts Tua comparisons, right? Talk about their Alabama connection. Talk about some quarterback philosophy. It's all coming up this week on Lockdown Eagles. Again, I love the balance the NFL has right now. The Eagles do especially the emphasis they're placing on joint practices for the starters. Let the starters battle against the other first teamers of another team in a more controlled environment. Red zone drills, one-on-ones, seven-on-sevens, 11-on-elevens. Things are more specific. They're more focused. Helps you fine-tune the starters more. And then it also prevents injuries too. And that's key. Let the preseason be for the second and third teamers to go all out and put their body on the line because they're the ones that are battling for a job. And again, with how short practices are, with how less physical they are too compared to what the Eagles used to see, the two, three-hour practices every day at Lehigh, you know, let the games be for the backups. And I was still entertained. I thought against the Browns on Sunday, it was a great game. The offense was moving. Both teams had over 300 yards total. They were throwing the ball. They were running it. It was good to see a lot of these young guys step up for the Eagles in that matchup. Let me know who you thought shined. Hit me up on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE. And we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of the show. Emery Hunt of CBS Sports joins me to talk about this running back group, to talk about Jalen Hurts, all that and more. He's going to help me preview Eagles-Dolphins coming up this week. Another great test for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I think they won the week against the Browns, both joint practices and the game on Sunday. Let's see if they can keep it rolling against Miami. Subscribe to Lockdown Eagles for Monday through Friday shows all week, every week, all year round. Also available on YouTube as well. And like I said, hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Birds and at DiBiase LOE. Thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. 20 years of fantasy experience from Vinny Lyer as he gets you ready for your drafts. It's available on all podcast platforms. As always, Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. Locked on Eagles, and let's go, Birds.